and the teacher says, you're not going to be good in math. <sighs> now he's in high school. Then that voice was in the back burner. You're never going to be good at math. A few years pass. This young man is in college. He gets his tutor. And the quiet of the library at the college turns and says, you're actually okay with this. You don't need my help. <laughs> and in an instant, an old belief is eradicated. It's changed. Welcome to Life, Love, and Family. Troublesome thought patterns. Are you saying or thinking things about yourself that really do bother you? What's the truth and how to find out in today's program? I'm Dr. Greg Jantz, and this is Life, Love, and Family. They've made me feel like a prisoner. They've made me feel set free. They've made me feel like a criminal. Made me feel like a king. They've lifted my heart to places I've never been And they've dragged me down back to where I began Words can build you up, words can break you down Start a fire in your heart or put it out that young man was me <laughs> <It's amazing. laughs> and how we think and how thought patterns begin can happen and by the way I can't remember the exact words that a fourth grade teacher said so I, I I love teachers so this is not about that somehow or another though I was a young kid who got the message mm-hmm. you get the messages sometimes maybe indirectly but I got the message and I just kind of know when it started but I didn't get cut free from the old lie until somebody interjected the truth I remember saying oh really I mean I can do this without you <laughs> so as almost always, <laughs> we have Sam Kelly Thank in the you studio. Sam, for that, letting that was me be my, here. That and for was sharing my that story. story. Well, that, to me, that's an amazing story because how many books have you written? <laughs> like 40? <laughs> I don't know. And, it, and I've read them and statistics, you spin them on your finger. I mean, you are the best at this. And to me, it's funny that someone at one time told you that. It's a reminder that we can't always believe what we hear, but sometimes we do. You know, we do. And mm. especially if somebody has authority in our lives. It could have been, you are so stupid. Mm. And it could have been a loved one. But that created a, an emotional bruise inside you and you started to believe it. Is it healing to admit it, to say this is what was said and to kind of put the light on it and, and speak it? Does that start healing? And we people? need to talk about what does change the So We sometimes call it stinking thinking. The stinking thinking. What, yeah. what changes it? All right. And how do I know what's really true? It's like you want to believe something different, but it's almost as though these faulty beliefs have become a part of your DNA. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. like, okay, come on. No, I appreciate you saying that about me, but no, that's not not quite right. Right. How you think tells you how to feel. How you feel tells you how to act. Kind of simple cognitive behavioral therapy. So in my case, growing up believing, I'm thinking I'm no good in math, not able really to do mathematics. So then I don't feel too smart as it relates to anything with math. And then my actions and follow-up was, I don't 
try or I don't believe I'm going to do well mm-hmm. or later on, okay, I've got to get lots of help if I'm going to make it through this. So it affects how you act. Apply this to maybe other areas of your life where you have really brought on a negative self-concept or even a negative view of God. And you are seeing God because of something you were told that, and you're questioning, maybe God doesn't love me. And if he really loved me, these things wouldn't be happening to me. Or I'm, I'm really not in any way worthy of his love. There's no way he could really love me. So you begin, as we have faulty thinking patterns, to put in a lot of self-doubt. Some of us have been taught growing up, well, don't think too highly of yourself, right? <laughs> You're given a message. You can't have a big ego or you can't get pride. You, you know what the Bible says about pride. We're not talking about that today. We're talking about having an appropriate, healthy viewpoint of God's creation, you, and living that way. So what I want us to do today is let's just look at where am I still as an adult carrying and living out faulty messages? What do faulty messages, in other words, lies, where do they take us? What do they do to us over time? Mm. Negative thinking is it changing the way you live your life and you want it to stop, but you don't know how. Here is a phone number to help you with that. Today on Life, Love, and Family, 888-771-5166. That is the number for the Center of Place of Hope where you can reach Dr. Jansen and his team. Susan is somebody that I know well. She came and went through a program at the Center of Place of Hope. And she had this to say. She said, my mom would always make the statement, why can't you be more like your sister? And she said, I had a sister that was everything I wasn't. And every Mm. time my mom said, why can't you be more like your sister? She would say, I felt more and more inferior. And I felt like I was not good enough really to have my mom's love. And so Susan went on to have a series of relationships, and you've heard the song, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places, but looking for that approval, looking for that acceptance, and in the process, really then being re-victimized, re-injured by, in, in this case, a lot of men in her life because she had set herself up, but it all originated with, why can't you be more like your sister? Your sister is beautiful. Look at her. So if you're on the receiving end of comparisons, you know what happens. It will begin to erode quickly our self-esteem if that comparison or statement comes from somebody that's supposed to be giving us a lot of love and acceptance. It sounds like you almost replay it, too, that if you have something that begins when you're young, that you're going to echo that out over the years in your story, like Susan did. These create life patterns. So thought patterns create life patterns, and life patterns then result in a sense of, I'm not successful in my relationships or my life. And then I may be experiencing things. The end result would be depression. I'm I'm just depressed. I really don't deserve anything. So your thinking is really taking you to a place of some significant depression and maybe anxiety in your life. And that anxiousness, so then maybe it's social anxiety. Susan had a lot of, I can't really go out. I'm not good enough. She would rather isolate in most cases versus go out and be in any kind of a social group. She found even in in church gatherings, because, you know, she was compared to a sister. And then she would do the very same thing and compare herself to others. I don't look as good as she does. And so she Mm -hmm. just kept Mm -hmm. that pattern Mm -hmm. of constant comparison. You do yourself what's done to you earlier It's scary because in some ways when you talked about the anxiety and the depression coming out, it must feel very hopeless for somebody who goes, this is just who I am. I'm never going to be any different. My story keeps happening like this. It must be hard to rewrite the whole message in your head. 
but I assume it's possible. You have some success stories. It's a rewriting the message in our head so that we're thinking. The scriptures talk about renewing the mind in Romans mm. 12. Mm-hmm. So renewing the mind means if I'm going to renew it, I want to put the truth in. The truth is going to have to be the foundation of God's truth. What does God believe about me? And what are the, the scriptural truths that I can live my life by? Because I may have been living a pattern in my life of defeat. And it's simply because I started a pattern of faulty thoughts. And that thinking then led me to do and act certain ways eventually. Would you know it if you had that? Or is it, is it possible to have that going on and you don't realize that you have it going on? I think it can get so deep in a person's life. And let's say many, many years have passed and they'll feel like, no, that's just who I am and I'm not going to change. Mm-hmm. How do you figure it out? Like, how do you finally go, okay. wow, I believed something that wasn't true. This has dictated the direction of my life. Here's what to do. Okay. If you don't like how you constantly feel about yourself, then you're going to need to dive in and probably dive in with somebody that can really help you with that. So I don't like how I feel about myself. I look in the mirror and I say all these bad things about myself or you just catch yourself with lots of sour thinking. So you probably need to have somebody that can jump in and go, okay, First of all, where did this take root? And the root has grown deep and and it's created a lot of weeds in my life and it's choked out the truth. So I really probably need somebody to help me. Here's one of the roads it may take you. It may take you down a road of forgiveness. Somebody may have injured you and you took that on as a truth. It was imprinted on you in your life. And today you've carried that misbelief for a long time. Is it important to forgive in order to heal? I believe when I identify, okay, this is how it happened. You know, there's times where I need to forgive somebody else, but even myself, because you can get really unhappy with Mm -hmm. yourself. It's true. So forgiveness is a way of beginning to erase that old chalkboard. When you say forgiveness, it's such a big, broad term. And I know we talk about that a lot in the Christian faith. How do you do that? It sounds like a wonderful thing. I'd love to do that. But how do you do that? I need to be able to identify the offense and the injury and recognize, so I have an awareness of it, and recognize really, truly, what has this really done to me? And at times I need to ask the question, what have I allowed this to do to me? How has this affected me in my relationships? How has this poisoned my life? I no longer want this poison in my life. And so I believe that forgiveness ultimately is the work of God working in you and his spirit to help redeem that past pain. Because some of this is so big, it can be so seemingly overwhelming that it's only God's intervention in our lives that helps us really be set free from that. Some of this can be really painful. Do you recommend that people write this stuff down? Yes, I think one of the things you could do, Sam, is take a blank piece of paper and you know, look at the clock and go, okay, I'm going to write things. 15 minutes is probably plenty. Maybe yeah. you could go on and yeah. on. Yes. But it's like, Lord God, show me, identify those most important things I need to be aware of and just write and after 15 minutes, stop. If we tend to go on and on, we can also dig a hole that feels helpless as well. Okay. You will bring up the most important things. It will come. It will. And and then what do you do from there? So you have these things written on a piece of paper. You've identified them. Maybe you've sort of pulled out a few effects. What next? The process of forgiveness. Some of these, I may look at this and go, you know what? This is so big. I don't know what to do. That's where you may need to, as Susan did, as we shared about, really get some help for that because she had created a life pattern of destructive relationships with men. She came to the point of, okay, to get out of this pattern, I need some help. And you're talking about a counselor or someone to sit across from you and And really help 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 me work this through. Mm -hmm. 
Today on Life, Love, and Family, negative thinking. Is it ruling your life and you wish you could break free, but you don't know how? We've got some help for you here. The center is a place of hope, 888-771-5166. Sometimes as we thinketh has results that we don't like to see. Two of those are anger and fear. I may, if I've been living a lie about myself and thinking of things, maybe I'm stupid or I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm I'm carrying that constant sense that I feel inferior. And so then your reaction to the world is, is a lot of just frustration, anger, and then blame. So if I've really been mistreated and I've been believing lies, I'm probably prone towards frustration easily, anger, bitterness, and blame. Now, that doesn't sound like much fun. Does it multiply? So you start with a thought that isn't quite right and it it gets bigger and bigger? Yes. And so my patterns can be like obsessive compulsive. My thoughts get so off. Well, if I'm no good at math, then I must be no good at English. Mm -hmm. I'm really not good at anything. You see how it keeps transferring Mm -hmm. to other areas of your life. And then you can grow up just being really angry because here's your belief. Life's not fair. God doesn't love me because he shortchanged me. And so that's the blame piece. How does fear play in? Well, I get really fearful in two different ways. One is of other people. I could feel anxious and afraid, or I'm so afraid of even allowing any success in my life. You've heard of things like the failure syndrome. Well, if I'm believing lies about myself, then I I may be prone just to repeated patterns of of not measuring up. It's like the person that is is an Olympic athlete, and this is a true story. She was an ice skater. And the ice skating, if she would have done one more with the little circles, you know, <laughs> one more spin around, she would have had the gold. And there's a street where I live that's named after her. That's why I know the story. Uh-huh. And so she later was interviewed. And in her mind, in her thought process was, if I do that, I could fall and I wouldn't get the gold. I've already can get the silver. So that was a thinking process. And it, probably on a lesser level, you see that in, in all of us, in clients, it's it, that you think, well, if I go all the way, it's yes. going to be too scary. I won't make it. It's not going to happen. I'll just settle. Is settling a part of that? Yeah, I'll just settle because it's I, where I, I belong. I can't be too successful. Yeah, that's not me. I, so, I'm i in the middle. I'm right, right here. Earlier, you were talking about how you break free from this. Yes. And you spoke about how you identify what is the thought, what is the effect, what have I allowed to happen through this? And then to to actually say, I don't want this anymore. I don't want this poison in me anymore. And maybe you're writing it down and maybe you're getting a counselor to work through it with you. What else? What are the ways that you have seen people have success over negative thinking? Well, success means I, I may have to take baby steps. I may have to be willing, first of all, to try new things. And I may have to be reparented. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I may have to be reparented a bit. That means, in other words, I may have to be retrained a little bit. So tell me more about that. Do you actually have somebody who's going to act like your mom or your dad and kind of set you straight? <laughs> well, no, I want to know. So where was things I was taught about myself faulty? Uh-huh. So I just need to be reparented a bit. And by that, I mean, nobody's going to try to be your mom or dad. But you look at, okay, what were the things that perhaps were really good? But what were some things about my growing up where I was parented in such a way that it taught me things that were not helpful or not true about myself? Do you need another person to do this? (laughs) Or could you do this by yourself? Oh, I think it helps to have somebody, A counselor or a pastor or friend. Um, How much does a spouse play into the healing process of something like this? Could you trust your spouse to go into this with you yeah and our spouse may already 
I've noticed some of these things. Really? You yes. ask him honestly? Yeah, is, that, yeah. is that What question would you ask if you're going to try to get the truth about who am I? What do you see? What's a good question? That's a great question right there. What do you see about me where I may not be living up to my full ability? And I'll be ready because you may get a, a good lengthy answer. <laughs> what do you see about me? Now, people have different gifts. So we don't ever want to take a person that doesn't have a gift of, let's say, well, we've been talking about numbers. Some people, they don't have an accounting degree. And, and so that's not going to be their strong place. So they're going to have other support in that area. But boy, are they great in these other areas. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they can see how things need to be. And they can visualize and see things that you, we would never be able to see. That's their gift. So we need to come alongside and help a person in those areas where it's not their gift. And they get the backup in those areas, but also just celebrating, man, what do we do well? And, and can we talk about that? Is that all right? I had somebody tell me that, you know, I can't say too many good things about myself. Right. Because I'm not supposed to think too positive about myself. Is that like bragging? <laughs> so or, it's like, yes. well, where did that hmm. belief come from? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's similar to the belief, you know, if I smile too much, and I had somebody tell me this. If you smile too much, people will look at you kind of weird and they'll think you're kind of crazy. Sad. And so the person's belief is, if I smile too much, they're going to think I'm kind of crazy. So I can't smile very much. And I can't say great things about myself. <laughs> right. So where are you dragging these old beliefs into uh. your life presently? Here's the word that comes to my mind. Freedom. Freedom to be who God made you to be. Freedom to, to live the person that God called you to be. And uh, not one that was mistreated and by living old lies. What would that be like? What if you really could wake up at tomorrow morning and say, I feel really free. I feel like I'm full on in who God made me to be. Yes. That would be amazing. If you just joined in, how your thought life can change your real life. Negative thinking. It's more destructive than you might think. On Life, Love and Family here we go. If you want to talk with Dr. Jans and connect with him on his website at aplaceofhope.com. Have you ever been around somebody? The word I'm going to use is you feel like you got slimed. Yeah. <laughs> so you're around them and they're just a drainer. And you, you feel like, oh, boy, I don't want to be around them again. They're no fun. Sometimes these are people who may be believing a lot of things that aren't true. Mm -hmm. But here's what's important. You may have just developed some fear around people or relationships, and so you're not believing the truth. So it's hard for you to approach a person, and it's hard for you to reach out to somebody because you feel so inferior. So look at your life and go, okay, honestly, scale of 1 to 10. 10 is I really, really feel inferior. How, how do you feel about yourself mm. when you look at your socially or you're at church or you're engaged in an activity? How do you feel about you? Do you constantly feel like you're inferior to the other person that you're with? Does that mean if you have those feelings and, and it's hard for you, is that what most shy people go through? Is that what that's about? Or shy introvert? and shy sometimes could be, I feel ashamed or I feel shameful. The word shame means I feel defective. There's something mm. that's not right about me or mm -hmm. there's something that's not good enough about me. You know, as you're saying that, it's really interesting. I remember being a little kid and I was yes. very shy. And my mom told me, you know, you probably, when you grow up, won't be able to talk to people very well. 
And okay. it, it's really interesting. Now, there's a message. I was afraid of that for so long. And I thought, I can't go into social situations. I won't know what to say. I'll screw mm-hmm. it up. And it's really hilarious. I think God has a great sense of humor, you know, that eventually he would yes. give me a job where I talk and, and, and go, wow, I actually can talk. It's totally fine. <laughs> Who knew? You know, and, and it, I, I love that God can pull out an amazing victory in an area where you may have had just a, a debilitating weakness. Yes. And we see this again, and we see it in the Bible. And he's good at that. Sometimes we're surprised, but give it over to God and say, God, who did you make me to be? That's how I want to live. And just ask and just accept it. Yeah, show me. Show me those things about myself, the unique ways that you've made me. And give me, the word we've used today is freedom. Freedom. Give me the freedom and the strength and the courage to really live that. Now, earlier you talked about how if you have a negative view of yourself, you might also have a negative view of God. If that happens, is it sometimes hard to hear from God or to even talk with Him? Yes. If I have a negative view of myself and God, I may feel like I'm not lovable. God doesn't love me. So it's hard to spend some time with somebody that you believe doesn't love you. Mm. Yes, today our program is about changing those thought patterns Where did they start from? How to shake them off? When I say shake it off, I don't believe it's necessarily instant. Here's some steps you need to take. We've talked about writing down some misbeliefs, but what are all the things that you believe about yourself? To make a note of those, both positive or potentially negative. What are the things that I believe about myself? What else? And then put a star by those that you go, okay, well, I believe that I'm not good at whatever it is. Put star next to those that are more in the negative category. So look at your paper. Do you have more items with the star than not? Then I want you to write next to the star, the truth. Can you give me an example of that? I will never amount to anything's a pretty negative one. So I'm going to star that one on my list. The truth could be, and the truth is, with God's help, I'm going to be all that God called me to be. And that's good. I'm going to replace it with the truth. Another negative might be, I just cannot talk to people. I'm too afraid. Put a star next to that one. And the truth is, God will give me the courage, and I will learn how to communicate better, and I can communicate well with other people. And maybe it is, I don't even know what to say. So I was at a gathering this weekend, and people didn't know. So say your name first, reach out, shake a hand, give a hug. Remember, the three things that everybody needs is a look, a touch, and a word. Look at them. Say, hi, my name is. Shake their hand. And then have a question that you can ask. For me, this was a gathering to honor somebody. My question for all these people I didn't know is, how are you connected to (laughs) so-and-so? Right. Build a bridge with another person. So those are things that you can learn to do and go, wow, you know what? I can talk to other people. And that's so helpful to, to have those starting places for that, what do you do? Okay, so you've written out the the negatives. You've starred the ones that seem like they're really yes. damaging you, and you've written the truth next right. to them. What do you do after that? How do you get that truth though to okay. it's really a part of who you are? I have to be willing to practice action. Whoa. So the first step I've done is awareness. Here's the, the the misbeliefs I have, and I've starred them, and I've tried to write what I think is the truth, the positive, but now I've got to take action. And I like action because action are the baby steps. What am I going to work on? It's maybe a small step, but I'm going to do it. An example I gave was talking to people, being the one to initiate, reaching out. You be the one to ask the first question. Do you ever believe in, um, and Shelly asked about this, she says she likes to say scriptures over and over again when she's having areas of weakness or negative thoughts, you know, like God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind. She said, what part of 
saying that kind of stuff out loud, does that actually make a difference in transforming you if you have negative thoughts? I believe there is something that happens when you say God's word out loud and verbalize it. Hear yourself saying it. You could take a verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. But say that out loud. I can. So can's the action. Do all things through Christ. Where's the source of my power? Through Christ who strengthens me. I will have the strength to do this. Hmm. So I need to say it out loud though. It's almost as you were saying, it's like you were chewing it up. You know, just the way (laughs) I could see you processing it. And that's like how you take a verse and you own it. And that's got to build a bridge too, as we were talking about distance from God. That is you're taking his word. Break it down and make it real. Wow. What else? Is there a quick step that someone today who goes, I have a negative thought, I've listened to this show, I know I've got it, I know where it came from. What's another step someone could do that would be them reaching out towards healing? I need some help with this. So ask for help. And that may be, I don't know where to turn, but I'm going to gather more information. Remember, we're using the framework, how do you feel about yourself? Ask yourself, how do I feel when I'm around others? Can I feel a degree of confidence in who I am? Do I feel like I can carry on a conversation? If after being with somebody or being in the workplace or being at church and you walk away from somebody and you're constantly saying, oh, that was what I did was so stupid. What I just said was so stupid. I made a fool of myself. And those are your afterthoughts. Mm -hmm. So ask yourself, what are my afterthoughts after I've engaged? Or should they be positive or is there some benefit to rehashing it and going, well, this is what I could have done better. This is what I didn't do quite right. Be careful about recycling. I'm going to probably just recycle the negative and I'm going to probably over accent the negative. So another way of approaching that would be, you know what? I thought of something. The next time I talk to this person, I'm going to ask them this question. Have a strategy and plan for your next interaction. These are all baby steps that we're talking about today on retraining our thought life. By the way, it's like a muscle. It's a, think of it in terms of a thought muscle. The thinking muscle does improve and does get better. And I believe there's power in this irregardless of one's age. Don't let age stop you from making changes. How many times a day you're trying to retrain your thoughts? Yes. And what's normal? Did you... Well, I think we're going to need to practice this. And you're going to need to be willing to do this over the course of time. But think what you could do with 30 days of practice. today how our thought life can really impact our long life and the outcome can be negative things such as depression and anxiety there's times where the hole has gone really deep and we need somebody to reach down there pull us out and show us a new way of living and we can do this with god's help i want to make sure you know about the center a place of hope 
Here's a phone number. Find out what the resources are. 888-771-5166. That's 888-771-5166. The Center, a place of hope. And thanks for listening to Life, Love, and Family. There are more resources right here at lifeloveandfamily.net. Life, Love, and Family. Dan was so depressed, all he could do was lay in bed. He tried all different kinds of therapy, programs, medications. Nothing worked. But his wife says as soon as she saw the website, aplaceofhope.com, she knew that that was going to be the key to her husband's healing. And it was. Aplaceofhope.com. They don't just treat depression. They treat the whole person. If you've tried everything and you or someone you love needs help with depression, call 888-771-5166 or find out more. Aplaceofhope.com. Com.